Hello, everybody. My name is Kyle Posey. I am the managing editor of Niners Nation. Just got done with practice training camp day one joined by I don't know if this is his first time on here, but uh, Jordan Elliott, you guys probably know him. Jordan did a pretty cool series over the summer where he counted down the top 10 most individual performances from the 49ers last year. We're going to talk about everything we saw from training camp. We're going to come to you live every day. So day one in the books, Jordan, no pads. So not a lot to take away. But, I mean, it's still cool that we just got to see football, man. It's been a long time. We spent all summer talking about uh, rumors and tweets. And, obviously, arm fatigue uh, took a lot of the subject lately. But uh, football's here. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that we saw today. Obviously, everybody wants to know about Trey Lance. Everybody, that's all they care about is Trey Lance. So we saw some writers say that he was, you know, he's this, he was that, he was accurate, um, he was effective. I think what we need to do is be honest. And, you know, again, there's no pads on. Defenses are going to be ahead of offenses. But today, I didn't think he was that accurate. I didn't think he was this on point pinpoint quarterback number three overall quarterback because remember we're talking about a guy who did go very high the 49ers you know gave up a lot to get him so the bar is going to be high when we're assessing him and to me i thought that he left a little bit to be desired but again like they didn't really throw the ball down the field so uh, for whatever reason that i mean that just makes it a little bit more difficult when you're watching this practice biggest thing that you know, you can take away from practices like today when there aren't too many pads um, is are things like ball placement and are things just like, is he putting the ball in the right spot? Is he going through his progressions? Okay. Cause there's not really much that you can take away. Um, to me, it's just kind of like you mentioned, Hey, like football's back. They're getting back into the swing of things, not reading too much into things today, but I will say that uh, the one thing that stood out to me the most about Trey Lance during last year's training camp was the way the ball jumped out of his hand. And I think that, mm-hmm. Um, any concerns about arm fatigue or arm strength or any of the talking points we've seen over the last couple of weeks never made sense. Then it doesn't make any sense. Now the ball is still jumping out of his hands uh, with a, a, an explosive kind of velocity that just kind of really um, is accentuated every time he throws that football. Yeah. What's crazy is, and I mean, it, it sucks for guys like Nate Sudfield and Brock Purdy because in the warmup line, they have to go after Trey and you can see just the difference in the zip. Uh, the miles per hour on the throws. Um, but again, it what there wasn't a lot of downfield throws today. I feel like the the furthest downfield throw came on maybe the last play to Jordan Matthews when he kind of broke. But let's talk about the wide receivers. I thought Brandon Ayuk was great today. I thought he made a couple of contested catches outside of his frame. He had a nice contested catch from Sudfield on a like a little glance right over the middle. That was early on. He just looks the part, and uh, he did last training camp too. So hopefully this carries into uh, the regular season. I think he'll have a lot more opportunities than he had last year. Um, other receivers, I thought that Danny Gray very fast. I here's my hot take after one practice: Danny Gray will play more than Juwan Jennings. Um, what I saw was when I was watching Juwan Jennings, I'm, I'm not so sure that he can play on the outside. I saw a guy get kind of pressed like Traverius Ward didn't let him off the line of scrimmage on a couple of reps. I don't know if he's sudden enough to be on the outside, whereas um, Danny Gray against Ambry Thomas, like he just made him look bad. There was a couple of reps where Ambry Thomas was, I don't want to say left in the dust, but he would have 
easily got flagged for uh, defensive holding or pass interference. So uh, really looking forward to see what Greg can do. He looked good in individual drills too, as far as like catching the ball outside of his frame, but he's going to be a much needed weapon for this team. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me today about the receivers was that they just looked fast as a group. Like there wasn't, you know, Jennings, I think is the one guy that really does not necessarily fall into that mold. But even watching guys like Malik Turner, Keyshawn Johnson, like a lot of these guys in person appear much quicker than maybe they did uh, going back and watching the tape. And I just think as a whole, a big way they have upgraded is that overall speed, which I think will then translate to a lot more uh, vertical spacing and the ability to stretch defenses out uh, vertically as much as they have horizontally in recent years. And when you have a quarterback like Trey Lance, who has an absolute cannon for an arm, you're going to be able to take advantage of some of those coverage busts deep downfield with those guys uh, that have that blazing speed. Let's go to the offensive line because Kyle Shannon said there's going to be musical chairs um, during minicamp. It was Jalen Moore, right guard. Uh, today, it was Spencer Burford, a white guard. And he was also mixing in with Jalen Moore. But I guess the real takeaway was it's going to be tough to block Eric Armstead. This guy seems he, – he looks like an all-pro. He picked up exactly where he left off. But it wasn't just Eric Armstead. Uh, me and you talked about this a little bit. Kevin Givens looked really good today. I don't know. I guess here's my question. How do you make the difference of the defensive line is really freaking good or the offensive line has a ways to go? To be honest with you, I think it's just a situation where you fall back on the larger body of work. And I think everything you just said was perfect in that sense where Armstead closed out the year just at an incredibly high level where he was one of the best defensive players, not only at his position, just overall in the NFL close out last season and Kevin Givens is a guy that who's gotten better each year since coming on as an undrafted free agent so I'm more willing to give them the benefit of the doubt here based on the large body of work they've shown during live action in real games when the pads are on but I also try not to read too much into day one no pads I do think that it does put the offensive line at a disadvantage especially with the shuffling parts but um, I think we can confidently come away feeling better about the body of work that those two had already been building on. And it looks just like you said, like they're not missing a beat and they're coming back just as effective uh, and efficient as they were to close out last season. Yeah, I think in this case, especially training camp the first week, probably the first two weeks, defenses are always going to be ahead of offenses, um, whether it was seven on seven, whether it was team. It looked like the DBs and linebackers and the back seven all together they almost knew what was coming. So when we we talk about the quarterbacks not throwing the ball down the field, um, it seemed like the defense knew the route concept. So that was kind of interesting. And um, I mentioned Charverius Ward looking, just looking like a press corner, looking like uh, the big money DB as Brandon Ayu called him today. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of the safeties? Because Jimmy Ward spent a lot of time in the nickel. Uh, Hufanga spent a lot of time in the post as like the deep center field free safety. Um, outside after that, I was watching a little bit of Tarvarius Ward, who I mean, it, it'll probably take him a little bit to knock off the rust, but I think he might be a guy who can help them uh, deep. I did get a chance to watch more. I was trying to keep an eye on him and a few of the other players who were battling back from more significant injuries last season, and I thought that he looked really comfortable getting in and out of his uh, breaks, having that rapid change of direction, which is huge considering he did tear his Achilles a little over 13 months ago. Um, and he's somebody who has experience in the system and has shown the ability to be a rangy safety. Um, and I think that he was much better in coverage if we're evaluating his whole, um, you know, package, what he brings to the table as a player. I definitely would say that coverage is more of his strong suit. So I think that he's somebody who absolutely um, 
could be in line for a considerable amount of snaps, considering how often D'Amico Ryans was inclined to go with three safeties last year. And you obviously subtract Jaquaski Tart from the uh, equation now that he's in Philadelphia. So I would expect it to be Ward Hufanga and then more, maybe George Odom, but I do think more has kind of a leg up given the experience he has in the system to be that third safety. So speaking of George Odom, one of my notes was like, 30 is puny. Like he looks the same size as me. I thought he was bigger for some reason, but I can, I, I could, I would have trouble imagining him holding up for an entire season if that makes sense. Because I don't think people understand. Like Tart was a thicker guy. Like he was well built, and they ask a lot out of their safeties. Like you have to go mix it up in the box. So um, I don't know if Odom's going to be. I don't know how much of a fit Odom would be in the defense. I'm sure you know, great special teamer, and that's why he was brought on. But I don't know if he's going to be a guy that could help him. Okay, so let before we get out of here, let's talk about um, let, let's call it a player of the day. Every day we'll do a player of the day. Before we get there, though, I, Robert Kandiche. So the 49ers officially cut D Ford and obviously assigned Robert Kandiche. Uh, no, he's wearing number 50. I don't know if he saw this, but he got in the backfield. He, he beat his man. I think it was the left guard. Uh, made the tackle in the backfield. Literally tackled the running back. And when he did that, Kyle Shanahan was pissed. Looked at him pointed to the sideline. Uh, D'Amico Ryans handled that, got him out of there. So uh, welcome to the 49ers. Stay up. Uh, coaches hate when you take their guys to the ground, especially that's how injuries happen. That you go, Guys get rolled up on. Uh, that was kind of funny to me. But I would say the player of the day for me, not particularly close, um, Eric Armstead. Just looked unblockable. If There were times where like, he's just getting across the line of scrimmage. He's getting off the ball. Uh, he looks like, an, like I said, he looks like an all pro. They're going to have, they're going to give quarterbacks hell this year, essentially, like with him playing inside. And what I think um, Armstead's ascension does is take a lot of pressure off Kinlaw, whether he doesn't have to play full time in three tech, uh, whether he just plays a little bit, um, just like nose tackle one technique, which might not be his best for Kinlaw, but I think that's best for the 49ers, just giving them size up front. Uh, who is your player of the day? I would probably go Brandon Ayuk. He looked like somebody that was going to, again, pick up where he left off, where I thought he closed out last season really well. Uh, he did a really good job uh, going out of his frame to catch balls. He looked like that guy that can be the dominant receiver that the 49ers, I believe, expected when they traded up in the first round to get him. I don't think talent's ever been a, uh, the question with Ayuk, and I think that Kyle Shanahan gave a very uh, confident um, statement backing what he's seen from Ayuk over the course of the offseason and gave him a ton of praise, which is definitely a 180 from kind of the vibe we got midway through last season. So, uh, you know, Debo was there. He was out on the side running sprints, but he wasn't on the field. And I thought Ayuk was the best offensive player on the field today and showed that he could kind of be that 1B rather than a secondary, you know, receiver. I think that it's more of a 1A, 1B than a 1-2 situation with the receiving group. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think there's a good chance that this is finally going to be the year that he goes over a thousand yards. So uh, looking forward to it. So that that's going to be all today. We're going to again, we're just going to let you know what we see. We're going to give it to you quick. Have a player of the day. So Brandon Ayuk, Eric Armstead, players of the day. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. And that will do it.